Hello, and welcome to Cowl Fans, your home for casual Overwatch League news. We're coming at you from the past, time traveling to you. From the First Branded Studio, I'm your host, Alurimore. And I'm Howler. And we're going to get started with some Florida Mayhem recent happenings. This is where we want to start? This is where we have to start. This is where we start every show. We're going to start here. A dark morning indeed. A dark morning indeed. True to the time change. <laughs> we were promised. We were promised by the manager. He said. He said we weren't going to be disappointed. I feel like in some sense he might have not been entirely false with us. Let me start there. Let me go ahead and start here. Okay. Okay. Um, what I said on the broadcast last week was uh-huh. if they could show marginal improvement on control maps, I'll be a happy person. Now, I do not think that they showed consistent improvement on that control map, but I do think that they're, especially in their initial push there, mm-hmm. I was watching the game, and I saw them start, and I saw them come out. I felt like they came out pretty strong. They came out with a lineup, with a different lineup of people, which yes. I thought worked out for them. I thought they came out pretty strong. I thought they got figured out really fast. Uh-huh. We have a BQB Sombra. They, that got figured out real fast. And then then they never reacted to themselves getting figured out, and then everything right. just stayed at the bottom. I mean, I think it was the right idea. It looks like like Florida Mayhem did prepare strats specifically against Boston Uprising. Like That was the first time we ran really just... We had Zephyr in on control, and Zephyr in every map, so that we could run this Sombra right. Goats style into Boston, who can't run Sombra Goats back at you. They mostly... Um, they don't really have a good Winston, so they're mostly going to be running that Reinhardt Goat setup, and Sombra Goats is going to be one of your best compositions to exploit that if you right. don't think you could beat them at the head-to-head. So I like the idea. I have to say, though, our our general execution of that was not great. No. No. Um, he had some big EMPs that we didn't follow up on, which seems a lot like old Florida <laughs> and not like the what I've come to hope for from florida because i've seen i've seen moments of greatness from them Mm -hmm. and and so when i see them not following up on that anymore it hurts me it hurts me so it is um, rough yeah and then and then now for all the maps where we ran bqb on sombra which was every map basically but noombani we really didn't run him on sombra on noombani I honestly can't remember. I'm like trying to black out this man. <laughs> I don't think that we ran him on Sombra on Numbani. <laughs> I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure that he based that Zephyr ran um Diva the whole time and BQB ran Graviton Surge Lady Zarya. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna get fired. Morning. Good morning. <laughs> and um it just that I get it, okay, because what they did was they had Zephyr switch over uh-huh. to Zarya so that BQB could switch off of Zarya and be a Sombra, uh, mm-hmm. which sort of hard commits them to the Sombra play. Yeah. If they need to switch off of that when they're getting countered, which they really did, mm-hmm. they really couldn't because BQB, doesn't. I guess, doesn't have a D.Va or Zephyr doesn't have a... I think we've seen BQB on D.Va once, but it's definitely right. not his strong hero. Right. right? So, so I sort of... I, I can, okay, right. That aside... We watched last week McGravy's debut. We yeah. watched him come out on Numbani. We watched mm-hmm. him eat a crap ton of grabs, become the highest ultimate eater per 10 minutes in yeah. the whole league in, like, one game. Mm-hmm. 
And then we played New Bonnie. We left Zephyr on Diva yeah. the whole time. And we didn't think, maybe we should put McGregor in there. And we didn't go for our cool Winston defense that we just did. Like, maybe you didn't want to show that same color twice, but... Eh. I don't know. I thought, I don't know I about thought this. it looked really good last week. Right. And then, like, okay, so I, I I was tweeting, like, what is the special sauce that means Zephyr is still sitting on this map right now instead of the gravy, right? And then for their overtime attack, their extra innings attack, they put Zephyr on the wrecking ball for, like, ten, uh, 10 seconds, okay? And <laughs> he did a half a push. They didn't even push all the way in. They didn't even try the whole strat all the way through. Yeah. Half a push. Eh, never mind. Let's go back to... Okay, listen, if you're going to give up that fast, don't leave Zephyr in there for the wrecking ball strat if they're going to give up that fast. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. It makes a lot of no sense. Yeah. Yesterday was Mario and Day, so I'm in Italian mode. Oh. Just so you're that aware. That explains it. Okay. Martin. Martin. Right, I get it. Sorry. Get it. Anyways, but so that just, that, like, I feel like that was a map that we absolutely should have been able to take, and yeah. we played the wrong people. And that's not even the player's fault. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you want to go, oh, so-and-so wasn't playing up to snuff. No, the people putting in the players weren't putting in the players up to snuff. And I sad. I'm worried about how scrim time is being utilized. Because in the past, I have been one of the, um, the hottest people probably on Zephyr. Everyone's still making the scrim god Zephyr memes, but... For the first few weeks before before McGravy and even after they had like the McGravy um McGravy apply switches with the Tavik Zephyr yeah. ones, um they still looked like Zephyr still looked good. I thought he was like one of our better performing members. Not yesterday. No. He did not look as hot as like I don't think he ate maybe a single grab the entire match when he was pretty consistent at that. He was Granted, mostly, he wasn't on Diva. He was much, mostly on Zarya. But his Zarya was often out of position. I usually liked his Zarya. Uh, if you remember, um, I can't remember who it was against. It was against, but there was one really scrappy. I think it was against the Hunters on um, King's Row, where he would just solo carry fights. Yeah, we would lo be looking like we're about to lose, and like, oh, Zephyr got three. But this time he was like out of position. He didn't look as hot. He no. seemed really out of tune with Swan, and I think that might be because Swan's getting used to two different off tank styles. I I don't know, but the thing is, the thing is, be that as it may, I think there's a possibility Zephyr's not getting the practice he needs. Right. There's a possibility that Swan's lot is trying to get into tune with two different people. But Swan has the main tank needs to be able to get into tune to multiple people. Yeah. Like especially if we're gonna keep him as our main tank all the time. His job needs to be, okay, I'm playing with so-and-so, I'm playing like this. I'm playing with so-and-so, I'm playing like this. You know, For Zephyr, I need to do this, and for McGravy, I need to be like that. I could trust McGravy to do these kinds of things that right. Zephyr just doesn't do as well. I could trust Zephyr to do these kinds of things that McGravy just doesn't do as well. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to have their strengths and weaknesses. You have to learn how to play around them. Swan, this is a message from my heart to you, okay? Mm. Press W. <laughs> Please. Oh my gosh, he was behind the Please. team so many he was times. He always backing up with his shield and backing up. Like, even Don't if hit we had S. Transcendence, he Press never seemed w. like he was going in. I didn't understand oh, it. Man. And I couldn't tell if it was A, Zephyr having bad positioning, or I started to realize later on, is Swan just backing up? So he looks like he's in bad positioning, so he's getting caught out because he, Swan isn't where you're expecting him to be? He looks scared. There was only one time when I, when I watched what was happening and I understood the backup, and that was our overtime attack on Horizon. Right. And he, it, I was like, why aren't they going in? Why aren't they going in? They should be going in to that first point. Mm -hmm. And he backed up. And then 
I saw it. I saw him start to go in, and as he went in, um, Zephyr put a bubble on him. I was like, ah, he was waiting for the Zarya bubbles. That's the only one that I was like, yeah. I know why you waited. Every other time, I was like, why are you guys waiting? Why are you guys mm-hmm. waiting? Why are you waiting? They took so much damage, and then they would have to... Maybe this was the case every time. Maybe they just kept taking damage on their way into points, mm-hmm. then needing to use their bubbles and their um, armor packs from Brigitte, and right. then... Oh, we don't have anything to push in with now. We're here, but what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. That's killing you. Mm-hmm. We did it on defense, too. Right. I was like, you, they're on the point. All of them. Get on the point. They gave, we gave so many free ticks away. And you, and you know what would have helped the um, the whole issue of, oh, we're taking too much damage when we try to go in? Defense A matrix. Defense matrix. I I I agree that Sombra Goats is a very strong thing, and I think we need to use it more often. Yeah. I think we need to be able to get our D.Va back out, though, if it's yep. not working. And right now, it doesn't feel like we can do that. Yeah. Okay. Let's move along. Match of the week. Would you you want to like go first? Uh, yeah, why don't you go first? Okay. I usually go first because well, my name starts with the A. The match that really... Oh my gosh. Rang my bell this week. Was the Shanghai Dragon <laughs> versus the London Spitfire. Actually reverse that. London Spitfire was away. Not that it matters, but it bothers me. Okay. Anyway, so I was so hype about this match. Because if you remember last week on this podcast, I said watch both of the Dragons matches because these should be really exciting, really close games with playoff implications. Right. The fuel was a flat. washout. <laughs> <laughs> they looked so bad against the fuel. But then they showed up. They showed up against the London Spitfire. And I was so excited. I'm like, this is the Dragons that I know can exist. And it was a really fun game. There was a lot of, like, stomping. But, like, they would take turns stomping each other. One map, you were like, oh, Dragons. Okay. And then the next map, you're like, okay, London. I see you. This sounds like the Vancouver shot game, though. That seems like what was happening during that Vancouver shot game. A bit. I yeah. feel like there was a bit more back and forth, like their kings or others, a lot of back and forth. There wasn't a lot of back and forth between these two teams until control, but that ending Ilios match was just... I was having so much fun. It was fun. so my, fun. My heart was just so happy. We were running double DPS comps. It felt like we were back in 2018. It was... Uh, on one side, I think they were running like Hanzo Tracer. Profit was popping off like it was the grand finals versus DM showing off this Widowmaker where a lot of Widowmakers, it seems like after goats, like they're out of practice and they don't look hot. The boy looked hot. It was a good He match. was doing things. It was it was so much fun. And and like I feel like in a lot of our map fives recently, they haven't been close in control. Mm-mm. This one Right down to the wire, back and forth, hearts racing, crazy plays. Yeah. Well, man, if we're talking about just entertaining Overwatch, I think Mm -hmm. my match of the week lines up perfectly with yours in Mm -hmm. that I had Vancouver versus Chengdu. And you want to talk about fun Overwatch. I don't know if it was the highest level Overwatch that went on this week, but boy, was that a fun ride. I think think it was really good. Um, I mean, Chengdu has shown... Um, a lot of good ability. And I said this last week on my Twitter is that Chengdu looks like a good team. They just have bad ult usage and bad ult combinations. Like they seem to not ha- be using them at the right times. But if they could sure that up, they could look a lot better. They looked a little better in some of those, but they also ran totally torn. Like you said, it felt like we were back in 2018 for some of their yeah. games. You know, they're running these different strats. So the ults combine differently and you can't play the same way mm-hmm. because. 
you're not they're not good you know Vancouver's not going to get a six-person graviton surge against a pharmacy and a widowmaker. Right. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you d- that's not the transcendence use all right. the time because of that. Yep. That's not trance. Mm-hmm. That's not when you do that. And so it changes the whole game. And I feel like Chengdu really excelled when they didn't have to worry about those reactionary uh, alt usages and when they could be the ones who use their alts all offensively because they're a very offensive team. Yeah. No, felt really good. I felt like Chengdu was really able to excel just kind of in general in this match. I think this was a really bad matchup for the Titans. Like, I think a lot of people are looking at this match and it is like, ha-ha, the Kings are dead, they're mortal. <laughs> um, and that could be true, but I don't think a lot of people can play into the Titans the way Chengdu did to be successful. Because one of the things that I, that I think the Titans really excels at is sowing just discord mm. in their fights and keeping not like being so aggressive that they don't let you think. Like all of these, a lot of teams are waiting for these perfect scenarios. I actually made a video that I never posted about a team fight back with the um, Vancouver Titans versus the San Francisco Shock, as you mentioned earlier. And there was one t- like they just kind of throw things at you where other teams would look like they're throwing and they make it work. If they accidentally trance, they're going to grab you so you don't grab them back. If that, if they don't kill you in that grab, there's a play on where these two things literally happen on King's Row. And after the grab and no damage comes out, instantly after the grab ends, at the same exact time, you see a boop, you see a shatter, and you see a self-destruct go off simultaneously. Wow. Just the, the feed lights up with those two ultimates. You see the boop. They boop back. They get stunned. The bomb comes out. They never gave Sinatra a chance to grab where all they were— uh, San Francisco Shock were trying to play perfect Overwatch. They're like, okay, we just survived this ult. The second we have our chance to go aggressive, we grab. And Vancouver we wasn't going to the let them play perfect yeah, Overwatch. Yeah, but Vancouver doesn't let you do that. They throw ults into you, and they're so good at doing it. They recognize the second something comes out, they know their win conditions. They're like, okay, we need to grab. And you see Hoxall just looks like he's off on his own, and then boom, he's stunning a diva at the exact moment a Graviton Surge comes out. They're so good at these sorts of things, but that's where Chengdu strives as well. They're the same kind of team. They, that's true. They, just, they live in that chaos. So you see these two kind of complementary um styles hitting each other complementary i just Van- want to say similar styles yeah similar styles and vancouver yeah. can't rely on their ability to just knock other people off their game they're just playing into chengdu's game that they already have so it well, was really and chengdu showed some ability chengdu showed some ability to run some traditional 3-3 which yeah. you really haven't seen from them recently right and i love that mr x said this he went he went you know there's really not a lot of information on Among's Reinhardt. Yeah. You know, how does Bumper know when he's going to alt? He doesn't. He can't go watch VODs and check out Among and go, they they finally, like, all seem to have agreed mm. that his name is pronounced Among, by the way. Like, I just want to note that. Because I'm going to try and get that right from now on. Because I think we're going to be talking about him for a while. Mm-hmm. For So there, th- there's no way to go, hey, Among likes to use shatters here, around these corners, in this place, when I do this to my shield, when right. I turn around like that. There's no information. Mm-hmm. And so Vancouver were playing against a team that loves what they were doing to them. Right. You know? And then on top of that, they were playing against a team that they didn't have information on all of their abilities yet, on right. all their strategies and mm-hmm. all the ways that they work. And I think that that really all played into the Hunter's favor, just like the fact that people can't practice for the Hunters plays into the Hunter's right. favor. 
suddenly Vancouver was like, oh, we couldn't practice for that. We have no and idea. And their 3-3 did look tighter, though. It did. So uh, it, it all just added up to make a perfect storm of something that could shake Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that I'm really going to be wondering in the future is, is this going to shake Vancouver so much that they're going to mess up a little more because they got a little shook? Or is Vancouver going to bring it back together in their normal fashion, in their historical fashion from right. where this team is from, and go, no, nah, we're fine. It's okay. You know? And I think they're going to throw it off mentally, but it will be interesting to see if anyone can find, can replicate what Chengdu did and did it better and do it better yeah. against Vancouver Titans, probably in the stage playoffs, um, but even potentially um, the charge next week as well. So it should be interesting. Right. All right. So we're going to move on to our standings. And we usually, I like to call this section in our notes. I don't, I don't tell you guys what we call it. We call this segment standings and things of note. But really, the only thing of note this week is the standings and how much those standings are going to matter for the stage playoffs. So I'm going to sort of let you run away with this one for a little bit. Okay. Because, uh, I've got a lot to talk about. Yeah. We're probably going to talk about matches coming up, too. Because Yeah, so we're about to roll a bunch up, of segments together so that he can— There's about to be can, a whole lot of info because, honestly, like, I was jazzed last night when I was looking at the standings and really realizing the implications of what's going on. This is a perfect storm of madness. All right, let's take a look at the standings right now. So okay. Titans and NYXL, they're just kind of in those one and two slots. We already know Toronto's locked in, but where they are in the standings, probably a little bit unsure. Okay. And then you've got 10 teams with potential to get into the playoffs. Maybe nine, because if you look at the um, Paris Eternal, they right now have a map differential of negative seven. And All right. They have two games left to play, so they really need to 4-0 both their games to even have a chance. And then they're still at like plus one. So That's it's true. Still tough. It's not great. So they really they need a a really perfect storm for this to kind of work out. But everyone else is really in the thick of it. Um, the fusion, fuel, rain, shock have done all their matches, so they're just kind of waiting to see how things play out. But Charge, Uprising, Dynasty, Outlaws, Spitfire, all these teams, any one of these teams could win, right? And you know what's Mm -hmm. insane? With the exception of, well, the Shock, because they've already played all their matches, and the Charge, all eight of those teams are playing each other next week. Mm. So, So we've got our schedule coming up. We've got the Spitfire playing the Dynasty. Yep. We've got the Uprising playing the Fuel. <laughs> We've got the Fusion playing the Eternal. We've got the Outlaws playing the Rain. Yeah. So most of our games, and next week, next week only has two days of Overwatch. Right. We don't have a full four-day week next week. They're basically wrapping up the stage to get everybody to their last mm-hmm. game or two that they have to put in. Yep. And, and five of the eight games. Playoff implications. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, when these guys were taught, when all the cast seven of them, right? Because you have still the justice play the eternal, right? Or so that still has playoff implications, and the rain play the hunter. So those games still have playoff implications. The only game that doesn't matter is the Florida game. That's true. <laughs> well, that's disappointing. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But and. I, I need to bring up something crazy that I haven't heard anybody talking about, and it could be absolutely insane. Okay, what's that? 
All right. So you know how you just mentioned that we just have two games this week. Two days of games this week? Yes. Yeah? Do we? Let me break this down a little bit. And you're like, yes, I'm looking at the schedule. And there's just two games. Right. Let's let's take a look at the Defiant. The Defiant right now are five and two with a plus five map differential. If the fuel four O's the uprising, mm. they will be five and two with a plus, plus five two. map differential. And they've never played the Defiant. And if you look at the tiebreaker rules, if it's not if you have equal map differential, it goes to head to head. Head to head. And if it's not head to head, they have to, to play, play a tiebreaker tie match. Is it a whole match or is it a yes. round? It's a whole match. It's a whole match. Just for stage playoffs. So yes, we may have games. And Fusion can 3-1 the Eternal. And they will also be tied with the Justice. Same map differential. It gets crazier. Oh, gosh. The Shock right now are 4-3 and three with a plus 5 map differential. If the rain get equal and opposite scores, so like let's say they sweep one team and then they get swept, they will equal the shock. Oh my god! In map differential, if the charge get a three-one over the Titans, they will equal the shock. It match it in uh, their match score and map differential. Now, if how much of that actually matters? Because if they're not at the bottom of that standing list, if it's not going to be the difference between them well, getting in or out, it's going to decide the seating, right? Do they have to play extra games to decide seating? I figure That's if they're lined up, I don't think they're going to do extra games if it's just to decide seating. I think they're only going to do extra games if it decides getting in. And it could. So in this scenario, if if Rain gets that scenario I talked about, and so does the Charge, and the Uprising and the Dynasty both 3-0 their games, and the Fusion wins there, there's the Shock, the Rain, the Charge, the Uprising, and the Dynasty will be, all, will be five teams tied for fifth place. Mm, yeah, that would make a difference. That would be. That needs to be like, it's insane po possibilities for that to happen. Well, some of those guys have played each other, right? But Shock and Di or Fuel's only, Dynasty have played each other. Only right? the Dynasty and the Uprising have played each other. All the other teams have not. Uh, That's the only matchup of those. So there would potentially need to be a nine-game decider. That's ridiculous. To figure out who goes into the stage class. It's insane. And yeah, if like I don't know if they're going to decide seating like this but there's so many scenarios like i just looked at two where like the shock they're locked in and the toronto defiant they're locked in but so many of these teams are really similar like they're all they're either plus five map differential plus three plus two there's so many possibilities that some of these teams end up tying each other mm. and if they have the same will they will they play a tiebreaker for seeding i don't really know but i feel like you have to because it's a big deal the difference between getting like fourth seed versus or versus like sixth or something like that right like that could really that that changes your opponent that could completely change the outcome i feel like you need to do the tiebreakers so it yeah. could be it could be fascinating. We'll have to just kind of keep an eye on So there's on lots it. of things that are going to matter this next week. They're going to make big waves in the stage playoffs. Yes. Now, ultimately, none of what happens this next week is going to make big waves in the season playoffs standings. But since we're going to have some downtime, basically, where right. the only thing that's going to happen is we're going to have a break and we're going to have stage playoffs, this is going to matter for us as fans. Yeah, and th these are going to be hopefully leading up to 
probably the best game of the stage is what you imagine. That's what you right? hope for. Like you, you hope you're going to see the best two teams go against each other in a head to head. And what's different than what we experienced last year is you wouldn't really see this game potentially like Vancouver versus NYXL. That's right. It's kind of like your expectation of the best two teams. Does that hold up? Unsure. But that game wouldn't have happened if not for the stage playoffs. And the stage playoff format is different this year. Right, with 18s and it being— It's over four days. They're kind of spreading it out, so it's not just kind of rushed on a Sunday. There's right. bests of sevens for the semifinals and the finals, finals, which we've never seen in the Overwatch League, and I'm super pumped about. Did we not do best of sevens for grand finals last year? No. No, it was all— just, It was best of fives. It was three best of fives. Um, yep. So. Wow. I'm I'm really excited and That's crazy. I, and as you said, like it doesn't have huge implications, but with with a league with so much parity, any wins could have potentially big big um effects down the road. Right. Okay. Now, I want to go ahead and pick matches to look forward to next week just for the sake of doing it. And I feel like looking at this, it's the last match each day. Am I not am I is that crazy to think looking at the schedule for for this next upcoming week? Um, That's Rain versus Hunters and Charge versus Titans. I feel like I I, I agree with Charge versus Titans, especially with the way Chengdu just played. Right, uh, and the Charge Titans. can play and like Charge that can sometimes. Play that style, and they're probably the better team. So I'm excited to. You see think Charge is the better team than the Hunters? Oh, than the Hunters. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not sure if they're better than the Titans, but I think they could really bring it to them with that same style. So sure. I'm excited for that matchup. Okay. That's like my match of the week. That's your match of the week. All right. Yeah. I feel like the Rain versus the Hunters is going to be a pretty good game, too, just because the Rain have been showing up a lot and throwing in some weird things. I agree. But And the Hunters like to sow chaos, but, I mean, talk about the Fran right. jumping over a roof sowed chaos, okay? Right. So I feel like this is going to be two real real chaotic teams just going at it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Double Torbjorn? Torbjorn versus Torbjorn? Oh, gosh, I'm going to never a mind. A sea of molten core? And moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next week, Florida. They're going to play the Juice Dice. Yes. The Justice. The Washington, D.C. team that's bottom of the standings underneath us. Guys, there are two teams underneath us right now. That's a... That's... No, we've listen, had that before. Field's been under us before. I think. Listen, Steve. there are two teams underneath us right now. We are not at the top of the game. I don't need us to be at the top of the game. I love you guys, but I know that us being at the top of the game... That's a tall, tall order from a team that's basically in a rebuilding year. We're in a rebuilding year. We've mm -hmm. rebuilt the team from the ground up. We've got an actual president of the team now. We've got, you know, management and all the, all kinds of changes happen. We got the bare hands and our, is on our managing team now. Right. Right. All kinds of things happen. I get it. Don't fall to the bottom. Don't do it. Just don't do it. And we had some moments of greatness this past week that tell me that I think we should be able to win. We had that um, shatter uh, diva bomb combo, Sick. which was fantastically called out. Oh. Like your guys' comms are getting impressive if you're able yeah. to do things like that. We just need to keep those kinds of things rolling. We can't start do something like that that's awesome and be like woo, and then that's all that we did. That's the, that was really our only bright point this past week. That and that first push into yeah. Busan. Um, our first push on a horizon was quite good as well. That's true, right? So we had a few bright spots. Yeah. We need our whole maps to stay bright like that. Mayhem, I don't care how many teams are below us. You cannot lose to the Washington Justice. You cannot. 
we'll have to cancel this podcast because we won't be able to show our face in public anymore. No, we won't. We will not cancel the podcast. We're having fun. I'll wear a veil. He will wear a veil. That's a real thing that will happen. <laughs> because they just, the justice are the bottom of the bottom. They are the new Shanghai Dragons this year, right? Like, they look abysmal. They don't look as bad as the Shanghai Dragons did last year, though. I think they're going to come up with a couple wins during the I, over the course of the season. I think it's going to happen. I don't, I don't think, think they're going to so. be Shanghai Dragons bad. Listen, listen, listen. They look awful. I need to say something say to you. Say one bright spot. I, I don't even I can't say a bright spot because I'm not as good at this as you are. But I need to say something to you. Right. All right. Last year at the end of the season, there were some sports analysts who were talking about our about this league. Right. And how this is different. This is an esport. But there are some things that are causing us to not really be able to be considered as legitimate as any sports league. And I think that we need to overcome those. Yeah. And one of the things that were on that list was the fact that there was a team in a 40-game mm-hmm. season that did not come up with a single win. Yep. All right? We have 28 games this year for each team, which is not 40, but it's still a lot of games to play. Mm-hmm. These guys have to come up with a couple wins. Like. But- I don't want them to come up with them against Florida. Please, Lord, no. All right? Sure. But we've got – I think that the fact that of the matter is this is a professional team right. being paid to do this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they have to come up with a couple wins. It, it's, it lends significance to our league as a whole. And ma- those wins really, at this point, those wins need to be back and forth against the Valiant. <laughs> I, honestly, I honestly just don't <clears throat> think they can right now. Like their team, they just look like on a whole level below everyone else. And I think they're even in a worse spot than the Shanghai Dragons were last year because the Shanghai Dragons tried to fix things. From everything I'm picking up from what the DC management is laying down, they're just going to run with this team the whole year. Imagine if they never added in Fearless, Otto, Gaguri. Like the, what, like the Shanghai Dragons said, they at least tried something. It was a little too late. I have a strong feeling that Justice is never going to try anything. They're mm. just going to keep running this roster who looks so bad. I, I think all ten, all six of their starters are in the top ten or like of the lowest stats as far as like damage dealt per 10 minutes or something like that like all six of them are down there it's not a good looking situation and i don't think it gets better from here like maybe i think if they do win it's just because Otto like picks them up and carries them on their back and it actually works this time but how many times did Otto do that for the shanghai dragon and it still didn't come listen guys listen guys if if this i don't i don't know about all these stats all right but uh if you're if you're doing things like damage pretend being at the bottom of the barrel here, you guys gotta go back to basics. You guys gotta go back to practicing your aims. You guys gotta go back to practicing your coordination. You gotta go back to learning when do I swing my Ryan hammer? When do I put up my shield and block a trance? You right. gotta go figure those things out. Those are the basics that you have to study so that you can put out the damage, so you can get the kills, so you can get the wins that you need. All right. Like I'm not a we're not we're not huge Washington fans, mm-hmm. but we don't we are huge fans of the league. Okay, right. so we want to see this succeed. So put in the work, practice yeah. the basics. You know, I I'm a little nervous with I know they've got Wizard over there. Maybe he's a little bit like a writer and wants them to do advanced things and they can't yet. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. But we practice your basics. Just go back to basics because if you could just play good Overwatch, be good at your role, right? Even the Toronto Defiant, they were a bunch of really good players who started off as just a bunch of rando really good players, 
Mm-hmm. They really didn't have a lot of synergy. They still managed to win a couple games. But if they had the basics. They had the mechanical right. skill. That's what I'm telling you. That's why I'm saying yeah. practice the basics. Practice the basics, learn the mechanical uh-huh. skill, and then eventually, even without teamwork at that point, you can eke out a couple wins somewhere. But can you, though? Because what I'm thinking is if you're just building the basics, think you're just spending this, this time just building out your basics, and that's what you're focusing on, where everyone else has their basics down, and it's just iterating on their teamwork and team play and strategy and getting better, how do you catch up to that? You wait until meta change. Oh, and 28, or 27, or how many games there are. There's 28. Oh. I'm hoping for you. Anyways. Okay. We have an announcement. We do. We have an announcement. And that announcement is three episodes into our podcast— we have been, well, two episodes in, really. This is episode three. Yes. Unless you count episode zero, and then this is episode four. You're confusing the people. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> two episodes in, our podcast got noticed by some some fellas who are are uh, from the uh, Project Esports podcast, who are starting mm-hmm. a an esports media brand kind of a dealio. Articles, podcasts, news about esports all over the place. And they have invited us to be their Overwatch podcast. So, effective today, we will be the Overwatch podcast for the Popped Off Esports Media Group. I think that's how it was written out. Hold on. For the Popped Off Esports Media Network. I was close. Fool. Cool. I'm fired again. You messed this up. It's all gone now. No, they, They're stripping it away. They have officially removed us from their ranks because I didn't say group network. The, I said group. The, the new banners up. Just gonna. It's <laughs> not even gonna bother. Anyways, so uh, look forward to that. Um, give them a give them a little follow. They have some articles yeah. up there about stuff that I don't There's know some about. Really cool articles actually. They have like a lot of interviews going on with like pro players and things like that. Yeah. Um, nothing Overwatch related yet, but. We we Hopefully are their Overwatch time. for now, for now. Yeah. So go hang out with them, enjoy some of their articles. Mm-hmm. If you like other esports, go read some of their stuff and listen to their podcast. Expand your esports knowledge. I'm not going to expand my esports knowledge. Right, probably most casual fans are, but it's it's fun. It's I fun. I dabbled in a little bit of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate this weekend. Like it's it's fun to kind yeah. of just. Uh, it'll be a nice. It'll be a nice touch. You can enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. That was weird. Okay, so. Go have that. Go do that. Go look look at them. Follow them. Follow. Don't lick them. Don't lick them. <laughs> All right. Now make sure to give us a follow. Now our videos are gonna start getting put up on their YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. All right. But if you're a subscriber and visitor to our YouTube channel, we're gonna continue to update the playlist with those videos. So that if you go to our channel, you look at our playlist, it'll still have the Cowboy Fans podcast. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to go and see all of those things. And we're, we're just going to go ahead and keep a playlist running there. That way you can see them. Um, our Twitter and our Facebook are still going to be our two best places for you to f- see us and interact with us and such. Um, at Allure on Twitter. At Howler on Twitter. We're at Cowell Fans on Twitter. We're Facebook.com slash Cowell Fans. Everything is C-O-W-L fans. So it shouldn't be a big deal. If you've watched this far, just follow us. Just follow us. Just do it. I mean. You're in. We're 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 fun people. We you know we like to go out and hang out and have a good time sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Where were you at the Florida <laughs> Mayhem watch party, <clears throat> boy? I was not. See, I like to go out and have a fun time and meet fans. I like to be married. 
get good noob. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. So um, that's all we have for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. Like, subscribe, follow, share. Please share. When you share us, it helps us a ton. Mm-hmm. And upvote. Uh, up Even votes. an upvote. Yeah, we, I, I, like, I will share this on the Reddits. So upvotes are mucho welcome. And uh, we enjoyed spending this time with you. I'm Allure This is Howler. And this is the Casual Overwatch League Fans Podcast. See you Peace. next week.